Hello everyone! Hello, hello! I'm Tony. I'm Tally, and we, we are, are the Lazy, Lazy Book Lovers. Have you gone back to Tally? Oh, I seem to swap and change. Yeah, I? just kind of depends on what mood I'm in. What is Tally a different personality? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Such like Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> See what mood you're in by whether you're nasty yeah. or Tally. And maybe that day. it depends on whether I'm going to try and plug my my services or not <laughs> yeah because you can hire her as a copywriter and stuff and, and a social, social media, media manager or you can go to my etsy shop mm, there are some really <laughs> cute bookish stuff in her etsy shop actually i have so many new stickers to upload as well you can find it in the card link which is usually in whatever platform you're listening on or mm-hmm. is on our instagram yeah, 100%. There you go. I'll do your advertising work for you. Thank you. <laughs> I have a blog. I don't sell anything there, but feel free. Yeah, it's regularly <laughs> updated. And it's had some good tips on looking after plants that have helped me out. Have you been using them? Yeah. Ah, sick. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And then my son decided, he's got a pumpkin plant as well. Mm. And I let him water that as much as he needs to. Or yeah. feels he needs to. Um, <laughs> and then the other morning he came in and was like, I watered my plant. And I was like, okay, good news. I've done yours as well. And I was like, oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. It's fine. As long as you like know he's done it and don't add to the watering, It's that's the only thing. Thus far, although they do need to be repotted, mm. I've got the pots. Um, I asked my partner to pick up some terracotta pots to move them over. And... Uh, even though I asked for soil, he forgot to get soil. So <laughs> I, they need to be repotted desperately. But I've been giving them baths is what yeah. we've been calling them. Yeah. And my son's into like that. And I like that because he can help me do it without overwatering yeah. them. Yeah. So he likes so, like, to put them in the bath. Yeah, especially with a lot of the ones you got. They're, the bottom watering them is just so much easier. Yeah. And then my cat was sick. Um, and we took him to the vet and blah, 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 blah. And he had... I don't know, I think I mentioned before, Hamilton always gets like skin yeah. issues. So we took it to the vet because this one just wouldn't heal up. Yeah. We were cleaning it at home, but it just wouldn't heal up. Blah, blah, blah. And we took him because he was feeling like really lethargic and blah, blah. And then a couple of days later, I was like, huh, I should probably look up what plants I've got because mm. I just assumed they're all okay. And I found out that um, aloe vera and pathos can make them depressed so i was like i'm gonna move them out of where he sits yeah yeah like i'm I'm quite lucky that my pets don't seem to touch the plants well they i do have the ones that are like instant death for dogs are up 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 high yeah yeah just in case like it was when i had the peace lily and like they did not care about my peace lily until it bloomed which you know the only poisonous part of a peace lily for dogs and cats is the blooms yeah and suddenly i I woke up maybe twice to bruno's face in the peace lily it's like "Mm, this smells like death (laughs) and i was just you know when you like i I don't know how also i don't know how instantly i was awake when he was just just down in the peace lily so i had to cut any blooms i got off which is like half the point of having the peace lily but then i killed it anyway so problem solved (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I was like, right, I'm going to move the aloe vera to the bathroom on that windowsill because mm. it makes sense for it to be in the bathroom because yeah. I'm going to take the gel out from my face cream anyway. So they like humidity. You yeah. probably just don't need to water it and very often. I, and 
the cats never go on that windowsill. Mm. I was like, that would be a perfect place. So I went into the living room, picked it up, went in. Hamilton's sitting on that windowsill. He's never sat on that windowsill in the whole time we've There's had just him. Like cats in a I was like, are you serious though? Because I've never seen you on this windowsill. <laughs> yeah. So me too. I moved the pathos. He keeps um, going up and uh, eating the spider plant. It's probably because it's dangling. But and I it looked feels it nice up and, and apparently it's it's okay. Yeah, it feels like grass. They like to chew That's grass. That's what I said, yeah. Because yeah. um, my son was like, what's he doing? He's eating the plant. And I was like, yeah, that is a bit annoying. But I assume it's just like grass. Mm. And he does mm. seem to go out and eat a lot of grass. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. so I learnt my lesson quickly. Because I knew, obviously, I'm a, whenever I get flowers, yeah. I rarely get flowers. Whenever I do, I always check whether they can be near them. Mm. And I just didn't think about the plants. And then I looked it up and it was like, aloe vera and pavos can like make them appear depressed or give them like depressant symptoms. Yeah. I was like, that's probably why it's so lethargic. <laughs> yeah, like all of the calentheas are fine. Orchids, I'm not sure, but they don't seem to bother the orchid. Mm. How long have I had those blooms now, also? Mm. Like, I've had that plant oh, like yeah. over a month and it's still in bloom. That's nice. I don't know how I've done this. Have you been abusing it? I soaked it once since I've got it, and I've had it, like, a couple months now. Yeah. I can't remember. Oh, that was one well. of the ones, you know, the flower market in town? Yeah. He occasionally has indoor house plants, but, like, way cheaper than they're worth. Because, like, he had fiddly fig trees. I was like, you do know these go, like, for the height he had them, they go for 25 plus on, like, plant sites. Did you buy yours before you mentioned that to him? Did I didn't even say one? anything. Oh, okay. But also, <laughs> because I have murdered fiddly figs, I've given up on them. Yeah, they're really fickle because they can't have any drafts. They need stable temperatures. Like I don't know, people who say they're easy, I think they live in hotter places. Or yeah, I don't know. Mm. But yeah, they're all looking very happy. How's your potato going? We got roots. Nice. We haven't got anything sprouting yet. My onion in the cupboard has is doing well with its sprouting. I noticed the other day. You can probably plant that. Yeah, see what it's just hanging out at the minute in the cupboard. Mm. It's enjoying it in there. Yeah. So, uh, for anyone who doesn't know this, I have a sweet potato in a cup of water that I'm propagating just cause. Just to see what would happen. Well, because I kept seeing like these really cool TikToks of people with like is that the time lapse ones because yeah. I love them. Like, the the beautiful vines mm. as well, and I was like, I like the viney jungly feel. And yeah. I was like, and I want a low maintenance plant, so like, why not a potato? <laughs> it makes sense, okay? It's just cause. Yeah. I just want to grow things. Because mm. why not? Mm. Like, those, um, the snake plant you need to take home today. Mm-hmm. You need to not forget that. Yeah. Those were just, like, leaves I had to chop off that I was like, I'm just going to see if I can propagate these. And I didn't realise, so you put them in water, you have to, like, cut a little V at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You put them in water, roots grow, and eventually a whole new like snake plant spiral comes oh, out. So, cool. so there's not like another leaf grows, a whole new plant grows out of oh, it. That, that's really cool. But one of them is like two or three coming off of it. Yeah. So that was, yeah. And it, like the video I saw on Instagram on how to do it, it was like six weeks. No, it took like four months for them to come through. <laughs> six weeks. Sure thing. Sure. Sure. I've also got um, quite a few things in there. Hydroponic vials. Yeah. I love it. But two of that, I've got two of the pothoses um, propagating. But I want to wait till it's grown a few more leaves and we're a bit more established mm. before I would give it away to other people. So basically, I struggled to even keep myself alive. And <laughs> as such, I decided I'm going to have a child, a second yeah. child, two cats, and now attempt to keep plants alive. But at least. So, 
I mean, I think the secret... secret... Living a millennial dream, am I? <laughs> the secret with houseplants is to kind of just abuse them, and that seems to be the way it works. Well, all my previous houseplants would disagree with you there. I mean, uh, not as in uh, never water yeah. them, which is probably what you were doing. <laughs> Lead them to the, si- the like, shit soil they like came with from Mazda. I was like, oh, fuck, I should probably water them, <laughs> Oh, don't worry, they've all shriveled up and died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Like, the succulents behind you, I'll probably do, like, once a month, but they get, like, they get soaked once a month, and then, like, I leave them alone. Yeah. No, I'm trying really hard this time to look after them, apart from not repotting them yet. But that's not, it's not the end of the world. No. Just, it's, the nursery soil they come in, it tends to be, like, not super nutritious, or designed to, like, force grow them. Mm. It's like it goes either way. Or they put them in these stupid little baskets sometimes and the roots will um, be like So these ones I got were from um, a little May Day celebration mm. in the village and it was just someone in the village that had grown them. Okay, so, so they're not likely to have that stupid nursery no, stuff going on. Yeah, no, they good. looked like pretty well looked after. And then the other day I noticed that someone in the next street over is having a little plant sale in their front garden and my other half was like, no, don't even think about it. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I might you just, just have like, a look. I was like, like oh, now I've started. <laughs> you know, I started out with like three plants. Yeah. And then for those who, I don't know, you probably don't have me on Instagram. I think, I actually haven't counted in a while. Oh, you've got a lot. It's in the 60s, I reckon. And for context, my room is something like six by 12. Tony's, <laughs> Not even that. Tony's room is just plants and books, basically. It's just a box full of plants and books. <laughs> Your room looks how I do my Sims houses, because I do loads of yeah. plants, like in the corners all the time. Yeah. You know, just living my best life. They've got a house, a job, and plants. It's just <sighs> dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when me and my son were going for a little walk in the village a couple of weeks ago, yeah. it might have been a couple of months ago, actually. I don't know. It was a really hot day days blurred together and we got an ice cream and sat on the little bench outside the village shop yeah and the house behind us there was like a landscaping guy who was mm. planting all these things in the front garden and sorting out the front garden my son was really into it <laughs> like asking me questions about the plants yeah. and how they grow and what the man was doing da, da, da. and then the man came over and gave him two little plants to put in the garden and he put he's like put them in the garden and he said make sure you water them a lot put them in the sun and you get the blue flowers on them Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, and going out and watering them and loving life. And then he's got a little bug hotel and we've been counting how many bees have been staying in the hotel and there's so many bees in there now. That's it's really, really cute. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So, yeah. I love growing things. <laughs> I mean, like, did you see that thing I put in my Instagram story of like crazy houseplant girl as the new cat girl? Because yeah. I can't have... Well, I have cats, but they're family pets. Yeah, yeah. Like when I move out, I probably wouldn't be able to have pets. Although I've been considering, like, looking to make sure it's a pet-friendly landlord. Well, just in case. Just in case. Yeah, I've been looking at more cats, so that's why, mm. finally, I was allowed to have some houseplants. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do a bump date for you, haven't we? We haven't done one in a while. Why do I keep adding to my crazy family? Yeah, bump date. I'm six months ne- on Tuesday. Fucking hell. I'm on my third trimester. So, third trimester, for those that don't know, is the third part of the pregnancy in which you have insomnia. <laughs> and, but she doesn't and, get to sleep anyway. And you're very son. exhausted, apparently. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, I'm How fairly confident. you tell the difference? Like, I'm fairly confident I've been in the third trimester for the last six months, yeah. for sure. How are you going to tell the difference, like, genuinely? <laughs> I just think uh, I'm going to have more naps during the day. Mm. But 
Yeah, I don't know. And it's going to be summer holidays, so (laughs) basically, I plan this all terribly. Yeah, I'm in my chaos life. You haven't timed it very well. My thirties have just been pure chaos at every point. And considering how bad my anxiety and depression was last year, I seem to be thriving in this case. <laughs> Maybe I think that's it, though. Pairing. Just, like, going with the flow. Like, just don't put any pressure on yourself. No. I find that's the easiest way of, like... Did I tell you that I got discharged from my therapist? My therapist fired me. <laughs> that's cool. No, you didn't tell no, me it's that. Not cool. Oh, no. Okay, so, <laughs> so <not cool. laughs> basically, I was having a fortnightly meeting, and I have an app that you have to sign in yeah. and update it and blah 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 and one fortnight I was really stressed and I didn't have a chance to go into the app so she cancelled my meeting and sent me an email saying you've not been on the app so you're discharged and then I got a withdrawal letter oh I thought it was like a no. you killed <laughs> oh no I was like look I understand that the NHS they're really struggling especially yeah. with mental health I understand that but when you're when you have someone who you're treating for anxiety and stress um, with a time pressure app <laughs> and you're like you're too stressed I'm gonna discharge you oh no oh, and rubbish. I just got a letter like she just didn't turn up to a, a phone call I was waiting it yeah. just didn't happen and then I got a letter saying <laughs> You've been discharged, and I was like, "Well, this isn't going to help my stress." (laughs) Oh my god! You might. So, one of my friends has recently gone through the process with because he has private Mm. for healthcare. They're different in like the immediacy of getting help, Mm. of being given resources. Yeah, I mean, it took them a year on the NHS, and that's only because I chased them up. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> I no. like them. They were just like, "No, you're clearly too yeah, stressed." Fired. Bye. <laughs> Luckily, I have actually been fine. Like, mm. As I said, I seem to be thriving at the moment. Can't wait for baby to come and for me to plummet. But there we go. Yeah. We can all always hope that. <laughs> no, with my first, I I had the happy hormones for like mm. two years before. I think it's about a year and a half to two years before. The yeah, this started is, coming back. This is something I didn't know until the other you know that podcast I like, Ladies and Tangents. Mm. They talk about like the postpartum like depression and anxiety. Like one of them was like it didn't hit me until a year and no one told me that was a thing. Mm. And she was like, genuinely, I was like living my best life for a year and then she was like, suddenly it hit me and it was definitely postpartum, it wasn't just like normal like from life that you yeah, get. Yeah. And she was like and then I didn't know until my therapist told me that you can get it up to two, three, like, when yeah. they're still toddlers. Yeah. Like, like mine was definitely delayed because I was breastfeeding. Obviously, that mm. releases so many happy hormones. Yeah. But, yeah, it just hit me out of the blue, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> and, then, um, and then I had, like, really bad, like, because I felt so much guilt that it had been an emergency C-section, yeah. and that really hit me. Yeah, and, I remember. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I remember. Oh, wait. Fresh. Next one. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The more I learn about it, the more I'm like, this is that shit. I literally <laughs> I don't understand how humans have reproduced without modern medicine. Like, because it just seems even with modern medicine. <laughs> when like, I learned as this? well about, so you know, like the standard for giving birth is yeah. being laying on your back. 
Well, that was just invented which is by someone. Yeah. That was invented by, I can't remember which king it was, some king of England who had a fetish mm. for watching. I, don't, I did watch a TikTok that debunked that, but it was only one TikTok. Mm. Well, I looked, uh, I read a load of articles oh, did you go about read it. it so, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, because before then, the natural way was. Um, it's on all fours. On all fours, because yeah. that is how gravity works. Or That's why there, animals give birth that there way. There was a birthing chair that they used in medieval times that was. <sighs> that was very similar to a torture chair. Kind of, but mm. it was like. But it was like. Obviously, that didn't have any pain relief then, so it must have been. Yeah. This is before doctors got involved. It's about the point where we went from midwives to doctors being in charge of birth. And um, so when things men went a bit over, ev- yeah, with every aspect <laughs> in life, <laughs> things went wrong. <laughs> yeah, it was when it was like midwives that I mean, like the survival rate wasn't has never been pre-modern medicine. No, because even though it's natural in quote marks. Quote marks uh, human bodies really can't sustain pregnancy. Well, like we give birth to babies so much earlier than they should mm, do because otherwise they wouldn't get they'd out. They'd be of too us. big, yeah. Um, and they shouldn't be born with soft skulls yeah. that you can crush. Yeah. So I read this thing, and it was about why human pregnancy in particular is so like so takes such a heavy toll on the mother's body and why it works, and it's all to do with like obviously we got. Protein, we've got bigger brains, but our pelvis has never evolved really to cope with those bigger heads. Mm. And then it's all to do with basically it. The for the mother, it was such a big toll on her body carrying such a large fetus that then she made it really, really like the the womb evolved to make it really hard for a fetus to survive. Like mm. it had to like be survival of the fittest. Yeah, like yeah. you know, you've got to be like the best fetus possible because of how much this takes from me. And then. As a result... Yeah, like, we're not ruining the body for subpar fetuses, basically. Yeah, yeah. But, but that was, like, evolutionary, that's what yeah. happened. But as a result, that meant that human fetuses got more and more aggressive. Evolved. The implantation mm. got aggressive and aggressive and aggressive. And because the mother tries... The, the womb is set up so hard to just, like, eject any baby, basically. Like, this article was, like, basically the system set not to keep them. Yeah. The system is set to get rid of them. Like, they're literally parasites. Yeah. So the, the womb is, like, basically just constantly trying to get rid of this baby actually yeah and then that has evolved a really aggressive fetal Im- implantation and that's why now we're in this position where like pregnancy is mental <laughs> yeah and also why aside from everything else the idea in particular states in america that miscarriages um, are something that the woman should be blamed for it's fucking ridiculous. Not because it's just biology. It's, I mean, when I first found out about this pregnancy and there was a, a five-day period where we weren't sure if we'd lost the baby or not because I was having heavy bleeding, um, and I looked it up and it was something like 80% mm-hmm. of miscarriages. Women don't even know they're pregnant. Like, our bodies just... have like a, a heavy period. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just... Men need to stop being in charge of things, mm-hmm. especially laws and politics and everything. Yeah, thank you. This tangent. <laughs> thank t- you for coming to my this TED opening talk. tangent took a turn. We started with plans, <laughs> ended with human rights. Great. So we've got twenty the minute, twenty minute tangent about everything, but genuinely. <laughs> I haven't even told you what we're going to talk about today. Oh, That's yeah. it. That's all we're talking about today. Yeah, I don't know if that whole 20 minutes... We'll leave it. 
It's been a while. We, we were so good the last few episodes. We should just We've cut done no tangents. And just do this as a bonus and we'll just start afresh with the episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it's our brand. We're a talking podcast. You guys are fine with it, right? You have no say in this. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even check the analytics to see what you're saying. Right. I need to do it, actually. I'm due to do... I said I'd do a six-month review and now it's actually June. So, we actually, I'm going to check start, them soon. Yeah, we should start being better at life. Anyway, so <laughs> oh my god, one of my eyes is just weeping. <laughs> we are going to do an extremely overdue um, reading update. Yeah, I think this is going to be like a two month, two month Yeah, for them, it's only going to have been four episodes different. But I think it's going to be longer, isn't it? Because I don't think we did one last we... time because we didn't have anything to talk about. Our last recording session, we didn't, but we only did three. Oh, okay. Yeah. So for us, so for them, it hasn't been that long in your timeline. For us, it's been like we're because we talk batch about two record, months, but, yeah. But. Hang on, I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna go on our Spotify and check. Yeah, because I remember last month neither of us had read very much, and we were like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so episode thirty-one, actually, yes, it is nearly is a ten-episode gap. Yeah, by the time we, we get nothing to, them. to talk about last month. Yeah. Or we didn't. I, I I think we just weren't very passionate about what we had read or whatever. Um. No, I had read some good stuff. Oh, I don't know. This is going to be a long one, and it's already started off long. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Yeah, so we and my family have gone through a bereavement the other month, so that's what's been going on with me, which is why, if you've had some lacklustre episodes, it is what it is, guys. <laughs> yeah. And she's growing a person. I was going to say, I have no excuse except... No, you've been growing a person, and that's just... We've just discussed how batshit crazy that is. <laughs> just a bit. But I've been sleeping, I've been eating. Tony's been doing, like, serious self-care. Like, honestly, like, keeping yourself alive is so much work. I don't know how you keep a person alive. Um, like, you keep another separate person outside of you alive, and I just... Well, my oh. son is very vocal when he needs food and stuff. I know, but still... Whereas for myself, I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going to go. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, hence why, hopefully, it was peppy. And the first yeah. thing we need to discuss... Yes. Because we haven't discussed it on the podcast yet. <laughs> so, we went to the signing with Derek Landy. Yeah, from the Skullduggery Pleasant series that we talked about a lot. Yeah, we mentioned it loads, so I'm not going to do another abbreviation of what the series is about. But obviously, we haven't done a recording since I finished until the end. Yeah, and I've not read anything since then. I read... Midnight or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean... I've not picked up anything since. Nick is on number 13. I don't think I have anything more on my Audible, by the way. No, well, he's buying them. Oh, like okay, he's doing it on his own. Okay. Yeah. Oh. He's just been rinsing it. Well, yeah. I wouldn't let him log into yours, so... Ah, fair. <laughs> I don't know how many devices I'm allowed. I think it's yeah. three. So anyway, because you're my third. Um... But yeah, because I got in his van yesterday and he was like, oh, close your ears because it's going to autoplay. And I was like, what, what, you're only like one ahead of me, aren't you? 13! What, you were on like 11, weren't you? Well, but uh, midnight. There's midnight and there's Bedlam. Yeah, it's not done Bedlam. He's on Seasons of... Seasons of Wars yeah. 13, yeah. I was like, how did that happen? Because last I checked, he was on like number nine. I know. I love it when I, whenever I like force you to like read something, and then you start it, and then you force Nick to read it, and then you both really like it. And I really enjoy it. Yeah, that was um, Six of Crows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've done that. Yeah, this is the second time I've he, done this uh, year. He he got really into that as well. 
I've asked him to listen to Akatar, but he's just said no. Why? I don't know. I <laughs> I'm going to get to Akatar because the obsession is yeah. bad. I was like, it'll be. I was like, it's fun. Like, yeah, it's, said, it's not. I said, it's fun. It's just it's easy, fun. easy reading. But he was categorically like, no, just doesn't do it for me. And I thought, that's fine. That's fine. It's not fine. That is fine. (laughs) Until the end is Mm. book 15. Supposedly, we thought the last in the series, but at the very end of the book, it says, uh, like, Skullduggery continues. So I'm like, there's going to be more. And oh, the last book is so, the 15th book is so good. Um, Maybe it'll be like we've discussed before in the same universe. I don't know, but not following. I mean, obviously, yeah. we can't really say much because um, I presume people die in this. No, no well, mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, he has you like on the edge of your seat the whole time because, like, literally, there is this point where you're like. They're fucked. Like, there's, oh, yeah, I remember you saying there's that, no yeah. coming back from this. Like, I think I was voice noting you, like, I don't actually know what's going to happen. I don't know how they're going to fix this. There's no way out. There was no way out. And then the uh, he's way. He's written himself into a corner. No, he hadn't. He made it look like that, but the way he'd written the fix, it's been seeded since book fucking 10. Oh my gosh, that's cool. So, like, and then you find out who Sebastian really is. You know, the, the, the guy with the plague mask. Yeah. yeah. So you find he's out, just been introduced in the last book I read. Yeah, you find out who the play doctor is. Oh. And that, that ra- reveal. That's <gasps> exciting. So good. Like Omen's journey in these books. I really so like good. Omen. He gave me, I think I mentioned it before, vibes of that guy from Deadly Education. He's, yeah. Or his brother. Yeah, yeah. Him. yeah. Omen's in sweet. Yep. Yep, I was um, glad when I realised he wasn't just going to be like in one book. He's going to be a character. Yeah. No. So yeah, that's like I kind of or and also I mean I don't know if any of our listeners would have read Skullduggery anyway, so I don't want to go and I've talked about this enough. Yeah. But it's it's there's this bit. It was worth it, was it? The, the so the until the end, which is the bit I've been so nervous about. Yeah. There is an until the end moment where you're just like, yeah. oh no, like I I was literally there like. I gasped, I yeah. audibly gasped, and I was like, I actually don't know. Like, there is no way back. Like, oh my god, it's like, so how good. Is there still pages? <laughs> it's so, it's so good, and the ending is so good in it, and it's, but it's not wrapped up, it's open ended. I need to, like, get back on my skullduggery. Mm. I listened to so many, in some, we kind of overdid I'm, it. I'm not very ahead good of at the reading a lot of back to back, yeah. I don't usually read series back to back. I find I get. It's you have lots much. of gaps, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I do want to get back on that, definitely. Oh, you did all right, though. I think you did about six books of them in a row, which I yeah, never I expected really, you to do. I'll tell you what the issue was, that one before... Where they switched the narrator. Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Killed it. Yeah, because then um, you've been listening to them on Audible, because that's a little bit easier around. <laughs> they changed uh, narrator, and I just... Now they got Scott O'Reilly's voice completely. Lately, and it took me so long to listen to that. I really enjoyed Midnight because it had mm. like the game aspect, which I really love. Mm-hmm. But then I was just a bit kind of worn out. Yeah. So we went to the signing in yes, London of the latest book. He was so lovely. You know when someone he? like meets every expectation of how you yeah. like did not disappoint on 
any fronts. Such like a kind person. Nice. Like, he yeah. stayed there for everyone that was in that queue. I think. He didn't. No one rushed you through. Like he answered. He was like active. Like, do you have any questions? Do you want to talk about it? That podcast that I told you to listen. To, yes, like, the it's one on... with that particular episode where it's like questions you wanted to know about Scott. Yeah. He says in there that he always makes a point of saying to people, do you have any questions? Because yeah. if they've waited that long to see him, yeah. he wants to talk to them. Yeah, he was so nice. And then he, when he found out, because I don't think many people in the queue had finished it. No. Because it had only come out a few days before the, this event. And he found out I'd finished it and that Natalie had it. Yeah, so I was kind of stepping away so, so you could so talk. He, <laughs> he was like, I was like, can we talk about it in code? And he was like, let's talk yeah. about it. Because like, when he found out I'd read it, he was like, oh! <gasps> Yeah. What did you think? And I was like, obviously doing my like the babble you just heard. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I am very clever, thank you. And it's just ah, oh. and like so, so like he had he signed a few bits that we bought with us, and then like signed an extra thing which was like a a thing with all the characters like yeah, like graphic a drawings of them. Thing, yeah. And then I was like, oh, um, I don't know if this is cheeky. I haven't hung it up yet. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I was like, I don't know if this is cheeky, but I bought this extra bit of card. I plan on framing it and put it on my wall. I obviously can't do that. I'm not going to take a page out of the book to do that. Mm. Would you mind? And he was like, sure, it's not cheeky. And then he drew himself. Because <laughs> on like when he signs the Scardori books, he draws a skull and then mm. does his signature. But he drew himself and then signed it. And I was that like, was such a good oh, I was like so proper squee happy. And I and I feel like he he seems excited when we mentioned that we really love Laura's yeah as well yeah like, like he could just seem light up at that <laughs> yeah I um, I don't know obviously given Laura's news so his partner lost someone and that's why she wasn't at the signing because we were excited to meet her as well she lost someone close to her so she wasn't at the signing yeah she literally left that morning so I I, don't, I probably don't think our squeeing about Laura got conveyed. Yeah. But maybe he did to cheer her up. I don't like, know. I hope she, but uh, we were. If you if you guys ever listen, I doubt you will. But <laughs> anyway, it was just yeah, it was so good. It was worth it. it. The queue was longer than <sighs> we expected. Yeah, Frego um, Me was like, what? Yeah, poor what, little. What have I signed up for? Yeah, well, at least I, it wasn't like yeah. this bump. I would have my back would have given out. Yeah, and like yeah. because of his partner's bereavement, he actually cancelled a few tour dates after that. Yeah. So like we wouldn't have like now if our tour date had been moved, we wouldn't have been able to go because there's nowhere you could stand for that long. No, I've um, had to bring like a little camping chair. But I've got like so I've got fucked up ankles. That's the only way to explain it. From multiple, don't play netball. Um, <laughs> as you play netball, just be aware. Most netballers end up being damaged for life. My uncle's partner, who was at like a Jubilee mm. celebration yesterday, she was in a foot cast and yeah. no, it was from badminton. <laughs> no, yeah, badminton. She'd uh, torn her Achilles heel, yeah. and I was like, oh, I've just got to make sure I never do sports. One of my friends was like, oh, my ankles have been like rolling. I was like, you need to start doing ankle exercises now because yeah. it just takes one roll into a ditch and that's it. Yeah, and exactly. That, so anyway. So I have dodgy ankles. Mm. So both of us standing in that queue, like neither of us were quite prepared. Um, no, but, but it was lovely. To... Everyone was yeah. so excited as yeah. well in the queue. We, and we got to meet him. Friends. We got some cute little badges. Yeah, we did. Can you see I've stuck them up? Yeah. <laughs> I think they were up last time and I meant to mention it. Oh, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, and he was just, ever, he was what your expectations oh, just, were. And when we did a picture with him, he's like, look mysterious. And I am in no way mysterious because yeah, my just, face like, is just doing the goofiest yeah, squeeze we face. Just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was so good. Oh, actually, when I did a little mini you, video, yeah. 
I will put it yeah, on, put the, it on, on yeah. Instagram when this episode comes out. Yeah, you did a video diary of the day. Yeah. I will say, you know all the ones we were doing a video of us? I didn't know. <laughs> I thought you were taking a picture each time. Oh! I thought it was a picture. So each time, you know, where I'm like talking and they go still. Yeah. And then carry on. So I thought you were taking ah! a picture. <laughs> Sorry, I must not have made it clear on no. the video. <laughs> I mean, how I went the entire day without realising is my fault. Yeah. And then we, because we missed the peak travel time, like, because if you edit people not from the UK, there's peak, you, two different types of tippics, tippics? Tippics. Tickets you can get <laughs> is peak and off peak, and you can only travel like off peak means not the busy periods. And we missed the off peak window and had to wait until it came back around. Yeah, but we got to go for have some dinner, and I had a few more hours of like child. Uh, it's child the first time I've had dinner with you Without. in about five years. <laughs> Without a child, or no, we've probably not even tried it. I will not take. We did. We did. We've tried coffee. We've never tried dinner. Dinner. Coffee's stressful enough. Yeah. But I don't blame him. It is boring. Like, and the worst part is he refused to go in high chairs and mm. prams much earlier than most kids. So I couldn't even strap him down. <laughs> no, and he's not even like a YouTube child either. Which is, <laughs> you can't couldn't just no. stick your phone in front of him. <laughs> Occasionally, I have done that, but it entertains him for like yeah. two seconds. It doesn't last very no. long. And then whenever you go to the toilet, he like. Gets when really he get anxious. when he get left with me, he'd be like, "Who is this woman?" <laughs> yeah. Even though he's known me since like he was since birth in your tummy, <laughs> yeah, like literally. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever he get left with me at the coffee shop, he'd be like, "Who is she?" Where are you again? Like, where is mum? Like, this is distressing. Me? Yeah. So that was also a very nice day spent with you. Yeah, that was lovely, and I got to have dinner without. Well, I got to eat dinner. <laughs> yeah, it was a good dinner as well. Not very expensive oh, yeah. for what it was. was like, especially like steak basically in central lovely. London. Mm. Um, yeah, and you didn't get charged for like or dessert. Yeah, or yeah, we got one of the desserts free or one of my starters free. Yeah, something was free, yeah. and it was it was good food, and it was all like it was like with drinks. I think twenty pounds each altogether, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, really, really good. Recommend. Yeah. Can't remember, I can't remember the name of the restaurant. It. <laughs> it's somewhere in Common Garden. <laughs> Yeah, so there was a big skullduggery hype from both of us. Yep. You were rereading and then reading the new one and I was reading for the first time mm. a lot of them. Um, I gave Derek Landy some stickers as well. Yeah, I think obviously given what was going on with him, they didn't get posted on his Twitter. No. I have watched. I've sold a few a few stickers, actually. You're like, if you Google, like, not Google, if you do on the Etsy search, like, skullduggery no stuff, skullduggery your stuff stickers. is what comes yeah. up on top of the search. Yeah, I actually have an order I need to pack today and send mm. out, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but you're like off slipping bed, off silly. yeah i'll strike you but don't fall off the bed you silly billy so what else have you been reading okay tell so. us uh so the second thing i read after that was flames of albion uh i've not finished this jean z mendes i um, love jean you have her on like socials and things are you right? yeah i'm on She's the one that's the youtube well. one yeah i absolutely love her yeah i liked it it's maybe Written for a bit younger audience, and I tend to enjoy mm-hmm. like maybe a bit more what would you call middle grade, I guess. Um, maybe it's like YA, yeah, it's, no, teenage because that yeah. should be a teenage YA rather than YA, yeah. And they really need to rethink these genres for not so it, genres that age ranges, yeah. So it's maybe just a bit younger, f- hmm. 
directed than I tend to read, but there's not not didn't take away from my enjoyment of it. It's a really nice little thing. It's got talking dragons. The um, the main character ends up with a female partner, so that's quite nice. Yeah. Her like realizing she's attracted to this person is so funny as well because it does go from like her red hair glistens in the sun and she's yeah. so clever and interesting to like oh oh oh. <laughs> But Tree. like in this yeah. in this particular fantasy setting, it's like there's no norm about what kind of partner. So no. it's not like a big deal that it it she picks picks a female partner. It's just like part of the world. So it's quite cute. There's a cute talking dragon that she raises from an egg. Yeah, they're like the dragon like imprints on her. When I read it, I hadn't got to the point that the egg attached. I think I only mm. read a few chapters and then I picked up something else for it. I'm really bad for doing that, so yeah. yeah. And it's not even for any particular reason. You just kind of dress. sometimes I'm just like, mm. <laughs> but this is catching my attention more, so I'm gonna pick up this yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it was nice. It's a good little book. Cute cover. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love it. She's writing a next one at the minute. I think she's got a few different ideas. I don't mm. know which one she's writing. So she also mm. had the idea of like a. It was like a gothic boarding school YA book and. She was talking about it on a live, but she that was just like a secondary idea she had. Yeah. But I was like, please do that one, please do, do that, that one, one. <laughs> do that one, do that one. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And um, she's just had her second non-fiction book come out, and I think she's been signed for a third one. Okay. So she does, so um, Jean is, uh, she's studying her PhD in classic studies, or... But she has like a emphasis on Greek studies. So she has um, non-fiction books for children. One that's like Greek myths and okay. explains them. And she's done a most recent one. I can't remember what the most recent one is. I read the Greek myths one. It was really cute. And another one's just come out. I can't remember what it's about. Um, yeah, so she does different things. Mm. Yeah. She's great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's not like one I'm gonna, like, I was super into, but also... I enjoyed it was an enjoyable read yeah it was kind of like a nice feel good read yeah 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 it's right in the height of all my nonsense that I read that so <laughs> I've kind of done two of mine basically but what, yeah. what's your one I can't remember what I might have spoken about I, I really don't and I probably won't talk about them all I read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy did you I um I mean, I tried to read that once before, but it was during when I was working at my last job, which was obviously quite stressful. Stressful, and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is so chaotic that I was really struggling to read it. It was brilliant, yeah, firmly in the cult, the Hitchhiker's yeah. cult. Yeah, um, I've not read the next one yet. What the? <laughs> Sorry, my cat is just like walking under she's my desk. Like, like it's the first time she's ever seen it. What did you even slip over then? Because there's five in the series. So I want to read the rest of the series. And then afterwards, because the next one wasn't available as an audio, I picked up Summer Girls by Douglas Adam, who is the author of Hitchhiker's Um, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, which they've got a Netflix show on. Yeah, my brother loves it. Strongly recommend. It's brilliant, yeah. And the book was brilliant as well. Yeah, they were both... I listened to them one after the other and there was so much fun. I just loved it, yeah. I mean, it is just pure chaos, though, his writing. It's just British chaos. Yeah. Yeah, definitely very British humour. Yeah. And um, in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I have seen the film when it first came out. I don't remember it. I remember some dolphins. I enjoyed the film. I can't really remember it, but... um, 
they have like I can't remember what it's called. Is it called like Norman or something? A robot that's like really yeah, depressed. depressed robot. <laughs> yeah, and he's just brilliant. I love like, him. The meaning of life is forty two. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I did those two in a row. That was brilliant. That was just like a I just wanted something fun and they mm. really did it for me. <laughs> yeah, um, like your towel. Every traveller must have a towel. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like if you've done backpacking, it's like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you need to have a towel. Yeah, so like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, it follows um I can't even remember his name now. A gentleman who um he wakes up one morning and there's a knock on the door and they're like, Oh, we're here to bulldoze your house because we're actually building a road here and your house is in the way. Yeah. And he's like, mm, don't think so. And so he lays down in the mud to stop the <laughs> stop the bulldozer for knocking down his house. And then his mate from the pub comes along and is like, Oh, come to the pub with me and he somehow convinces the the um the man from the council to lay down in his place and, <laughs> and then the guy from the pub is like I'm so bad with these names I'm sorry I should look them up sorry editor and the guy from the pub is like oh I'm an alien and um, Earth's about to get uh, exploded because we're building a super highway here so it's like the correlation yeah and then yeah they go on like a little journey into the galaxy <laughs> so it's just it's, it's when he's like who can I complain to and he's yeah. like and yeah just pure chaos and then Dirk Gensley's Holistic Detective Agency the TV show is quite different is it but they're both equally I think they just go more batshit crazy in the TV show than the book is (laughs) Netflix always takes it too far to be fair but it works in that show is it Uh, yeah so it follows Dirk he goes by Dirk now who (laughs) I don't know like he, he has these holistic as he describes them yeah. talents uh, so it's almost like he can see into the future but he doesn't he just picks up the vibes of the world <laughs> kind of thing and he's like investigating a murder and he pulls in some people to do the investigation with him and it's just there's a ghost and yeah, it's, just, it's just brilliant <laughs> but uh, yeah recommend the book recommend the show there's only two seasons of the show sadly it's got Elijah Wood in it. It's brilliant. Yeah, I keep it. I keep seeing it, and obviously my brother watched it and has tried to make me watch it for ages. One of those ones that he's always like, whenever I'm like, I don't know what to watch, he's like, Watch this. Uh, I approve. Yeah, yeah watch it. It's so fun. I'm still crawling my way through Pretty Little Liars. Uh, I really want to restart that because I stopped at a certain point. And it's I can't just so go into bad. where I stopped. I have to start at the beginning now. Yeah, I don't know. So much has happened. It's the same as like Riverdale. Yeah, I mean, like, Riverdale. if I go back to Riverdale, I'm going to have to start at the beginning. But my friend is still crawling her way through with Riverdale as it is now. They're in another dimension where magic is real. Sorry, like, what? Yeah. It's gotten... Hasn't it been cancelled now? I don't know. It needs to be, though. It's, um, it was bad. It was bad by, like, season two. It's bad. I've read the the comic, which is like... Uh, Archie and the Sabrina crossover and there's zombies in it. Has that happened in the show? Do you know? There's been the Sabrina crossover but I don't know what happened because uh, I've not watched I, okay. I literally I tapped out at the musical episode. I didn't even make it that far. Well there was the musical episode and then it's when <laughs> Archie goes to prison and there's this scene where he's in the prison yard and he's like 
I've, I've seen the TikTok You've seen sound. the TikTok sound. Yeah. <laughs> he's like asking if they've ever played like football, like American football. And then he's like, no, I had to run drugs, uh, drugs to support my nana. And he's like, well, that means you've never known the pride. <laughs> the highs and lows of like a- <laughs> being in a team. <laughs> Um, I watched. And then there's all these hardened criminals who are like, yeah! And, stuff. and I, that's when I was like, ah, I can't, I can't go anywhere. I watched, like, the series where they had the, like, Dungeons and Dragons cult. Um, oh, that was God, the last I one I watched. But they really just, after, the first season was fantastic. First season? And yeah. then after that, they seemed to just really jump into the, not taking it seriously. I, it's just when, like, when, like, the football boys... Like, Veronica owns a bloody nightclub. You're 17 or whatever. Like, what <laughs> when the football doing? boys form, like, a gang to hunt a serial killer yeah. and, like... And then they face down, like, the mafia yeah. and win. And it's like, what? <laughs> I really like Jughead. And there's that one where he's like, I'm weird. I'm a weird guy. I wear <laughs> a beanie. about my hat? I'm a weird guy. It's like I wear a beanie, that's my entire personality. <laughs> that means I'll never fit in. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that, that's similar vibes, I would say. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm into pretty, I'm just in the bit where it starts to go a bit enough. I, okay, so, I, can we do mini spoilers for Pretty Little Lies? I don't know, it's been out for so long. But don't spoil any Pretty Little Lies, people, because I, I do. I don't know, like, when I see TikToks that are like, spoilers, and, like, I still don't think people understand <laughs> anyway. Have you seen that guy on YouTube who tries to unravel all of the plot points? The one he that's, has, like, like, six hours long? Yeah, yeah I've like, got that saved yeah. to watch when I finally yeah. finish it. My friend has never watched the series, but watched that, and he yeah. was like... I still don't understand Yeah. It. Didn't, is, is that the guy that also done the Vampire Diaries one as well? Uh, I'm not sure. I've just seen that one. Um, yeah, so I got to the bit where Mona, the vampire, yeah. uh, Mona, <laughs> when you... Yeah. When we find out Mona's like maybe one of the A's or is controlled by um, A. When she escapes the mental yeah. asylum and then we find out that Spencer's boyfriend friend is actually oh no that all turns out to be and don't tell me because mm. that broke my heart because mm. i love spencer mm. i had to stop watching i will go back to it yeah but yeah, that, that, that broke my heart sad, like, yeah four years ago i'm still sad about it because <laughs> i freaking love spencer yeah that bit i was like oh shit yeah but like honestly in the season i'm in the girls have nearly died about five times like, there's one episode where, like, Emily's, like, in a coffin about to be cut in half by a wood saw. And, like, and then, um, yeah, it's gotten a bit mad. One of the characters comes back from the dead, and she was never dead all along, and it's just, oh, my God. The only thing I know for certain about it all, like, for the ending... Is whoever A turns out to be is no, really No, I don't know that. No, I, all I've been oh, told is that it's really disappointing. Oh, I've not heard that, but that doesn't... Gossip Girl was disappointing. I don't think they knew who A was. No, they And then they had to make it up. Yeah. Yeah. I know that Ezra and Arya actually end up together, like married, and that's disgusting because yeah. she's a fucking child when they meet and he's yeah. her teacher. So I will. Everyone argues that it makes sense, and I'm like, no, I will. I've not even seen it, but I will forever argue that it's not okay. What's the point I'm in? They're imply- implying that he's a where I am at. Oh. Well, they probably try and imply it on everyone, surely, at some point. <gasps> oh, my God. Anyway, yeah. total tangent. That was an absolute tangent. That's what I've been watching. 
Um, yeah, so I did those two books, and then I'll do another two because they kind of go together. Mm. So there's this middle grade series called Skeleton Keys, and it's about when imaginary creatures become unimaginary. So children imagine them so well, they become real. Okay. And this was book I read, um, The Legend of Gaptooth Jack and The Night <laughs> of the Nobody, which were books three and four in that series, I yeah. think. They're only like three hour audiobooks, so kids. Yeah. Yeah. And they're really, really fun. <laughs> so Skeleton Keys is like the, he's, um, he's an unimaginary who has keys that are fingers and he's a skeleton. And, <laughs> and he can use his keys to go into other realms to okay. find the other unimaginaries. Yeah. And he's supposed to like stop any unimaginaries that are causing chaos. Yeah. So, okay. I like that. That's a, that's a Terry Patrick thing, like belief making things exist because in the small gods one that's how it works oh is it yeah and obviously oh. like when they there's less belief in them they're less powerful gods yeah and, that kind of thing. and it's kind of like how american gods works as well i want to watch that and read it the book itself is a bit batshit you're getting into bulk, right? yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and it's also like you got terry pratchett like yeah. chaos spring- sprinkled in just together and then the series does deviate from the book not too badly and I understand why they had to it's got David Tennant in it no Good Omens is what you're thinking of Good Omens I want to watch that because it's got David Tennant in it <laughs> no but they did do American Gods and the guy in it is one of the guys from the 100 oh wait no American Gods isn't isn't it got that I can't remember, I don't know what her name is the blonde lady yeah. with the funny voice and she's like the Easter bunny or yeah. something yeah I, I want to watch Easter. that as well yeah. but she's like what Easter was in like sort of Celtic times uh, and then like how ones. that has evolved so how she's had to like adapt yeah. to like Easter as it is now and so there's quite some quite funny stuff about that and obviously like Wednesday being like what's the god that begins with O? Odin. Odin. Odin yeah. Yeah so Wednesday is Odin because that's what Wednesday was and like I've been teaching that to my son. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's really into four. Yeah. So I was like Thursday is four's day and yeah. We've been teaching him Freya. That's, oh, that's, that's his mummy. She has Friday and his daddy has Wednesday and yeah, my son loves it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so that's American Gods. Mm. And it's got the guy in it that's from the one hundred. If you haven't watched the one hundred then I've not seen it. You would like it, the one hundred. I've watched it and he said, got bit he said I would enjoy towards it. the end. I will do. And I've got the books. Of course I haven't read uh, yeah. them. <laughs> of course I haven't read them. But I've got them. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I um, tangent you again. But anyway, that's the, the thing in them, is that like the gods' existence is done by belief and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. I like that kind of stuff. And like when they do Easter, there's like a hundred Jesuses that come to the party because of like the different versions of Jesus, Jesus through different religions and like, oh, not God. religions, different um, sects and different countries yeah. and stuff and cultures. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, which I quite liked. Do they all kind of look the same or do they all look different? No, there's like, there's Mexican Jesus and stuff oh, like that. <laughs> okay, that sounds really good. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Yeah. That cool. sounds fun. Uh, you've got so many more than me. Do we do more of you before uh, we get to me? I don't know. I've read four things in two oh, months. I'll do a couple more. Things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I won't talk about them all because um, we'd be here all day. But I read a... Um, Ishiguro book, my first Ooh, one. Yeah. That was for the book round robin mm. I'm doing. So I read Never Let Me Go. 
It was really, really good. It was meant to be quite sad, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was really good. It was sad. It was. It follows this girl, Ruth, who is in a boarding school, mm-hmm. and it just follows like her life as she finishes boarding school, and her like friendship with these two, these two other people. Well, kind of, yeah. And they're basically there from like babies, and there's lots of illusions as to illusions as to what happens to them. So okay. they know at one point they will be donors, and okay. so it's slowly revealed. I mean, straight away I had a guess of what it was, and it was what I thought. Didn't ruin the story for okay. me though. And it's set in England. And for a gentleman, I thought he wrote a teenage and an adult woman mm. so well. Okay, that's good. Well, yeah. I'm sure I've got one of his, if you ever want to. Yeah, I kind of want to read all of his books now. I'm sure I've got at least one. Um, so Because of course it is. <laughs> uh, his first name is Casio Ishiguro. Yeah, no, I definitely had one or still have one. I'm not sure. It'll be in this section. But apparently there's it. a film, which I found out after. It's yeah. got Kira Knightley in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to watch the film as well. But yeah, it was really good yep. for a sad book. I, I enjoy sad books every now and then. I don't mind the a good sad book. I enjoy, I enjoy sad books. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of enjoying sad books, I'm really kind of in the mood to reread um, Six of Crows. <laughs> And Cricket Kingdom. Yeah. Especially because obviously she's been talking about the third one, so I'm really kind of in a rage again. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Just to have my heart broken yet again. Yeah, I rewatched the series again recently. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to do it. it. Yeah. One of my friends was like, oh, talking about a series to watch on Netflix, and someone else mentioned like Shadow and Bone. And, and then he went, Tony's about to go insane, so I'm just going to let her do that. And, then, <laughs> and of course, and then I insane babbled. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> My friend was like, okay, I'll watch it. I was like, please! Because <laughs> then I can finally, it was like when they were all watching it, and I could mm-hmm. finally talk about my favourite books with them. I was like, yes! <laughs> yeah, it's good when, like, series come out and you can try and convince people to read the books. Well, no, they weren't, they're not big readers no. a lot of my friends so I was like if you watch the series I can at least talk about the books yeah. and you understand what I'm saying um, like I've been hassling people to read Heartstopper because of the series I haven't watched the series I've also I feel been like hassling it make me cry. to watch the series I really I want to watch it but I know it's going to make me cry I watched so the first I episode to... I got emotional <laughs> I haven't gone back to it yet yeah it's like I've why it's, I've never watched different kind of scope but like it's a sin never been able to watch that because I know it's going to make me cry that was, I can't remember what channel it was on, but it's set in like the 80s during the start of the AIDS crisis. But it's just, and it follows a few different families as they come out and then obviously go through. That sounds sad. It's meant to be so good though, but I know it'll make me cry. Yeah. Like the, yeah. So I've saved that one. And <laughs> For then... when I feel like crying. <laughs> And then the last one I read in April, yeah. it's just my April one so far, was The Atlas Six. <gasps> yeah, what did you think? Obsessed. I need every copy there is available. Yeah. I'm on the, I've got them all on my watch list on eBay. I want them all. 
I, I just, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I didn't, I knew I would enjoy it. Mm. I didn't expect to love it. And I mean, because it's proper dark academia, which is like right up your street. Yeah, I did not expect to love it as much as I did, especially because I knew it was like science-based magic. Mm. I thought, I'm not going to get it, but it was... Because that was one of the caveats was that I enjoyed it, but there are long scientific chats going into like the actual minutiae of like the physics yeah. of their magic. Yeah. Um, I absolutely loved it. I loved the characters. I loved hating some of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a copy of the new version, so at yeah. some point I'm going to read that because they're different. Okay. Because um, she re-edited it when it came out traditionally published, and she's changed some of the ending, I think. Okay, um, interesting. Something with Ezra and something with the mermaid guy. Yes, Nico's Nico's friend. Mermaid. Something with them. They have a bit more backstory or something. Okay, like yeah, because a lot of that. I mean, it was fine, but it was quite mysterious. Both going to be big characters in the next book so she's given them more backstory do we do we should we explain what Atlas 6 is actually about yeah you did a big <laughs> thing about this before didn't you do we see if I can do a one liner two yeah. liner okay so I'm just like, yeah you do that <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually better at the two line explanation. <laughs> so the Atlas 6 is a society they protect the library of Alexandra it's a very elite society in this world magic is it's kind of well known but it's not clear about how much the normal people know about magic yeah like they don't describe the rest of the world no them. they have elite academic institutions that are centered on magic um, and it follows a few characters that are chosen by atlas to be for initiates. this initiates into the alexandrian society they're called the atlas six because the guy that's leading them is called atlas and he has a bit of an agenda, which we find out as we go on. However, oh, sorry, I'm just like jumping. But no, go for it. However, only five actually can be go through. Go through. And it isn't until about halfway through the book that they start questioning. Wait, does one person just go back to? But they're like, when you say eliminated, yeah. you've been very vague Maybe. about yeah. what eliminated like, means. Bear in mind, this is a secret society. You just let someone go. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, but it's lots of... There's, like, what, there's characters that have things that manipulate thoughts or emotions, and those they're quite morally dodgy, as they should be, probably, because it's a certain type of person would use that magic differently. And there's, like, a guy who's an empath, but he uses... Instead of, most empaths are kind and caring, going to, like, healthcare, but he uses it to basically control people. I and he's a bit dodge. I wonder if it's because he's a male with that power. Hmm. I'm just, Wait, it's typically I'm just a female. Right they, they do yeah, say it's typically a female power. Yeah, exactly. And like he's and a bit narcissistic as well. I was really obsessed with Tristan. Mm. That's it. That's all I got to say. I was obsessed with Tristan. <laughs> I really like the plant lady. I mean, oh, she was my favourite. Uh, Rena. Rena. Yeah, Rina. her and Tristan. Love them. It's just the way that the plants are like when she's like English grass is arrogant, or like there's a plant in the corner that's like someone's mean to her and it insults them. Yeah, <laughs> she's like she doesn't want her power and uh, like she's just sitting in a room and the plants are like mother, mother, mother. But if someone's like mean to mother, they're like so she was mean to mother, and then like the and plant they get like... really bloodthirsty about it. <laughs> like she's probably 
I mean, I think this meant. I think someone says it as well. That mm. she's probably the most powerful one there, but yeah. she doesn't want to use her power. Yeah, but because it, it, it's like a transference of like life force and energy, so she has like an endless batteries essentially. Which if the guys, there's different types of magic, and she's like where well, she's plant magic, and then there's two that are like physics magic. Yeah, and they're kind of intertwined. Like they mm. kind of come as a pair. But, but they resent that they're a pair. Yeah, so and that's it, they don't automatically both go through mm. past the elimination, although everyone kind of accepts that for them to get the best, they need to be together. Yeah, kind of yeah. So that everyone everyone else can see they're two halves of the same whole. Yeah, basically. And these guys are like, I fucking hate him. <laughs> uh, but, so like, but it turns out those people can, like, that type of magic could use her magic as, like, an endless energy source. When you, like, when you this see the great too long explanation. Yeah. <laughs> but when you see them, like, try and work out how they can use their powers to boost each other. Yeah. I really like that. Like, when like, they were trying to work the out work, Tristan's yeah. thing as well. Um, yeah, that was really cool. When he's, like, he just doesn't know how powerful it is because he doesn't realise no one else sees the world the way he does. Yeah. And that's quite interesting. Yeah, like that bit when, mm, no, I won't mention it on here. Okay. It could be a spoiler. Well, it is 100% a spoiler. could be a spoiler. That bit at the end when... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I know the bit when you When he mean. enters the room. Yeah. 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 Because I was so confused. And he doesn't understand why everyone yeah. else is so baffled. So does me. Because he like, can see something they can't yeah. because of his powers. Anyway. But yeah, like he, <laughs> he, he can see for illusions. And like, I remember you mentioning last time. That, like he about the contraceptive spell. Yeah, and like yeah. he knows his his fiance has a boob job, and she thinks that he doesn't know or whatever. Because <laughs> it's a magic yeah. boob job. Yeah, I like one. I like little elements like that as well. Just like, like magic into modern life. Like how would that work? Yeah, where like people have illusion filters over their face, and he can see it, but they can't. Yeah, they yeah. don't. They don't know he can see through it. So half the people are walking around thinking that he sees them like as the beautiful version, and he's like, "I know she's had a nose, like her nose is like this." Or... Yeah, I yeah, find that quite interesting. I, I really enjoyed it. It was, yeah, as I said, it was it was perfect for me, really, wasn't it? So yeah. oh, I knew it'd be like completely yeah. up your street. Yeah, it was... like when I was reading it, I was like, "This is some of this is a bit dense for me to get through. I don't enjoy it that much." But I just knew you would. <laughs> I, yeah, and I did. I loved it. Yeah, absolutely obsessed. I want all of the copies. I want a whole shelf of just Alice. <laughs> yes, and I'm very excited for the sequel. Yeah, I just need more. And more. Yeah, boy, I think it would be a standalone. And then it was obviously meant didn't... to be. And yeah, then, yeah. Now it's not. They yeah. keep doing this to me. Well, these books have got to stop being popular because then they'll stop writing. <laughs> oh God, just do shit yeah. work, please. So that was my April. Should wrap we, up should really we, yes, we dip so in with another go. one away go for it <laughs> oh, I read The Vanishing Half by Brit Bennett that has been on my TBR mm. since it came out I have been intrigued I don't really read contemporary though but I have been intrigued yeah it's not my usual kind of thing but I did like a because I do like my TBR like 10 at a time and I did like just for fun I did a little vote on my Instagram of like it was just my friends who voted but anyway <laughs> still fun I, I was just to see like what I should read next and everyone was like read less fantasy and I was like that is a fair criticism. <laughs> I'd have been like, excuse me. Skip, who do you excuse me. think you are? <laughs> so this is one of my token non <laughs> non fantasy reads. And it's somewhat like what's popular now. So I'm not reading it a year too late. Wow. Yay. Yeah. I mean this, this had its moment about six months ago, but anyway. <laughs> uh yeah, like I remember when it first came out, YouTube it was big on there. And yep. then it went through the TikTok. Yeah. And I feel like it's having a resurgence in TikTok. 
Okay, well, maybe we'll be on trend for for once. So this is about a town in Southern America, which is basically it's founded on being people who are light-skinned African-Americans. So it is a town full of people who are kind of during segregation and all that kind of that era and pre-segregation and the slavery era who didn't quite fit into either box Mm -hmm. and were obviously the product of unions that were probably not the mother's decision and so they decided to form their own little town so this this town is founded on light skin and it and obviously that creates quite complicated relationships with skin tone and things like that so that's like that's in the, how they introduce it, that this town was founded with that kind of principle and with light skin as kind of the pinnacle of it. It's people that what people aspire to. In anywhere else, and there's what people aspire to, and it's a town full of people that are still in segregation, forced to follow the rules of people of colour, but they're they don't fit in as pale as. Yeah. So that's kind of the concept. And then there's these twins, Desiree and Stella. Desiree is like really outgoing, really loud, really confident. Stella's very quiet and shy and very academic. And they have to drop out of school at 16 to help out their mum. Their dad is lynched in front of them when they're younger. And they have to drop out of school to help support like the house, basically, and do cleaning. And they decide to run away together. And this isn't like this happens in the first couple of chapters, so this isn't spoilers. So they run away together to New Orleans. And it's in New Orleans that Stella decides to reinvent her life and decides to leave her past and her heritage behind. Yeah, is she the is she the twin that's very white past? They're both white past. Oh, they're both white. They're both because they they come from this town that they're people nice, yeah. marry with the hope they marry purposely partners that are still from that world that are still people of colour but mixed with light skin but they're purposely people choose marriages in order to get more light skin children like people are doing this on purpose in this town okay. so it's a very again the com- like the conversations it raises about race are very complicated and this whole town's relationship with race is very complicated mm. yeah yeah so this is how the girls are raised they are white passing so they go to New Orleans and they're what, Stella is desperate to find a job so she applies for a job that it has like colour people need not apply in the application. And I guess with the name Stella as well she can So just get away just because it. they were so desperate for work, she and it's Desiree's idea, she says she doesn't check the coloured box, she says that she is white. And then it's just to get this job at this point. But then Stella kinda realises that she just carries herself like like a white woman. She acts like a white woman. She, she has the privileges have. of a white woman. Yeah. And she kind of lives this dual life for a while or at work she's getting all the attention and privileges of a white woman in this in new orleans south america southern america i should say and so she's kind of and but it doesn't isn't it's the it, the story kind of jumps about quite a bit so it doesn't follow that in chronological order mm-hmm. really yeah, yeah. so it kind of like the moment the girls leave is quite dramatic when they leave their hometown and then the moment stella leaves desiree forever and decides to leave her entire life behind and start a new life really? as a white person. Yeah. And it's kind of their their dual lives, where Desiree obviously chooses to continue in this world as a person of colour. She marries a dark-skinned man 
and then has a very dark-skinned child and then she ends up that man is abusive and she has to move back home so then you have the can she take her child with her she takes her child with her so she has to like escape in the middle of the night and nowhere to go so she goes home and she turns up at home after the like so the twins had disappeared overnight they left no note they never called home and then she just suddenly appears home with With a very dark child in tow and then it's about it kind of follows that child's life growing up in this town with a very complicated relationship with skin tone yeah where she is dark very dark skinned and the comment she grows up hearing and it and then the story kind of stops with Desiree at one point and takes over with her kid. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then, but we also see Stella's life. So Stella's life is like a 50s housewife in America, in suburban America, and her her relationship with that, and when her neighbourhood gets desegregated and a coloured family moves in across the road, is then she is like terrified of befriending this woman just in case she gets like found out. And like, so does she have children? Yeah, she ends up having one child, and that's white person. Yeah, yeah. She, this child is like to Snow White, white yeah, yeah. violet blue eyes, blonde hair. Mm-hmm. So th- this child is like you never would know, basically. And that's when she. That's only why she only ever had one kid with this man as well, because yeah. she was so afraid In that case. that would reveal her secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they only have one kid, and like she just is a bored housewife. She spends her mornings floating in the pool, like drinking gin. Like typical housewife stuff. Yeah, but it's a so the vanishing half is also like all of Stella just basically vanishes because she feels like her entire personality she can't her heritage everything she knows is wrong. So she like she just doesn't speak in public settings. And then when they when the coloured family is trying to move in, there's a homeowners association meeting about it, and she's like the most vocal suddenly that they shouldn't move in because she's like I'll get found out. But then she ends up befriending this woman over time until her little girl calls the other little girl the M-word when they're fighting over a toy. And this woman's like, well, this is clearly what you're teaching her at home. And then Stella has to like stand there and be accused of being a racist, which she was. She was using racist language for the race she is. <laughs> and it's, re- it's really interesting how it... Yeah, and I guess that, that also brings to light people think you can't be racist if you're not white mm-hmm. but everyone has the ability to be racist well she's been teaching her daughter so she's taught her daughter the same like prejudices 15. that was the reason she had to yeah. switch over yeah. in the first place yeah exactly because that's how they call it switching over in this they call it that quite a lot like the reason she switched over it the, sounds good yeah and but and then her daughter grow, it has those prejudices but then it's about her daughter grows up thinking her mum's like this terrible racist, not agreeing with any of her mum's opinions. <laughs> and then she goes out into the world, she chooses to be an actress, and then she meets Desiree's daughter outside that they don't know they're related. Until oh. till Desiree is catering a party and sees Stella, not Desiree, Desiree's daughter, whose name I can't remember, so the daughter is doing catering to earn money, mm. and she's catering Stella's party for her husband. And she sees Stella, and she's like the spitting image of her mum. And she's like, I've, like, because the, they've, Desiree ends up dating a, um, a guy who's like a Bales Bondsman hunt guy. Bounty. Thank you. So, and he uses his investigative skills to try and track down Stella, and he fails. Yeah. And so they've been trying to find Stella for like 20 years by this point, and then 
she just finds her at a random party in Hollywood. And then she goes out of her way to befriend the daughter. So the whole time Desiree's daughter knows that Stella's daughter is her cousin, but Stella's daughter doesn't. And then it comes out, and then they end up having a fight, and, like, she tells her. And then this girl who's, like, Snow White, she's like, I am a quarter African-American. And she tells someone it once when she's, like, drunk, and they're like, shut up. (laughs) And it's all about her grappling. Like, she has to then deal with that idea. It's very interesting. That sounds quite good. All about racial identity and stuff. The daughter, Desiree's daughter, has a trans partner. But trans partner in the 80s. Which is also quite an interesting thing that they do. Like, it's it's just their lives. And there is, like, no real ending. Like, Stella, Stella, like, does reconnect with the family. But nothing really comes of it. And it just kind of, the story just kind of ends. With the cousins still, like, in touch. Like I don't, I'm not. I don't even think that's a spoiler because there's no like major plot points in the yeah, story. Yeah, it's, it's just, just their lives, yeah. kind of. Oh, I do like books like that sometimes. Yeah, like, I like slice of life. Yeah, it's it's, life, it's like. just like using lots of different lenses to look at race and skin tone and that that kind of yeah, very interesting. That sounds cool. Yeah, as I said, that has been on my radar. I didn't know much about it. I just knew mm. I just knew there was twins and one. Well, I my understanding was one was white passing and one wasn't. And no, they both are, mm. but one chooses to continue. And obviously, because she marries a dark partner and has a dark child, she then experiences that kind of racism yeah, through that. And so where it's all like it's all different types that they yeah and, explored through the book and then like lots of people are assuming it's not her child quite a lot and like that kind of stuff and that her trying to teach her kid to be proud of her skin tone in a town that has very complicated relationships not, with skin tone yeah, exactly. and then that child chooses to leave the town and then it's about her journey with coming to love her skin tone once she's left yeah and then like and then she hates her mum's pride in her skin tone. So it's like you've got one daughter who hates her mum's prejudiced views for a people that she's a part of, and the other daughter hating her mum's views. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's <laughs> so, so cool. It's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It did take me a while to get through, but not because it was bad, not because it was too heavy. It was just what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as I said, I don't often read contemporary, but that mm. sounds like something I would enjoy. Well, yeah, yeah, enjoy. it's one of those ones that kind of like the one I read Crawdad sing, like it. Yeah, so obviously Taylor Swift has done a song for that, and I love Taylor Swift because the film's coming out. Yeah, I know the film's coming and out, and I was like, oh, maybe this should be the time I finally read it. Yeah, and then I made the mistake of looking up the author. I'm not going to pretend with it. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> so I'm glad oh, you've no. already read it. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> right, her and her husband are accused and slash still technically wanted for the murder of someone. Oh dang! Okay, <laughs> I was like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's where there's a murder trial in it, where she's proven innocent. Because she's like, oh, I hope if I ever go to trial, I'm proven innocent. <laughs> and yeah, they made some rather racist comments. Mm. I was reading it like, oh my gosh. Yeah, so I don't think I will bother now. Oh, I might sorry. watch the film, but I probably won't bother picking up the book now. <laughs> in May, I did the reader funds that I mentioned mm-hmm. last time because I was talking about the Asian books, Asian authors that I wanted mm-hmm. to read. As with all 
month long reader funds, I just died at the end. It was just. You did your best. Yeah. I did read a few. So I read This Is How You Lose the Time War by Emil L. Mota and Max Gladstone. It's a sci fi. Kind of. I mean, it, it's not a novella, it's like. But it's a short book. It's really good. It's sapphic. So it's set in a time war. <laughs> Surprisingly. Um, and there's like two fractions. There's the the ones that kind of believe in science and mm-hmm. the ones that believe in nature are kind of very simplified. That okay. is a very simplified version. And there is one from each side. One goes by name red, one goes by name blue. And um, they when we join them they have been leaving each other notes um, okay like because they can jump around between time and space anyway so they leave each other notes like taunting each other yeah and then it becomes something more than taunting and then it's a very short book but it's about them finding love basically and how or if they can find a way to be together considering they're on yeah it's a bit like enemies to lovers basically yeah and it's really fun like how they leave each other notes and stuff yeah yeah i can imagine yeah and i think it's one of those books that could really do with a second read through to really Mm. pick it all up like the nuances um it it was really lovely yeah so that's a sci-fi short book i think it's about like well, the audio was like four hours long. Mm. Um, I think three hundred pages, something like that. There's some really beautiful editions as well. Mm-hmm. Just throwing it out there. And I read "Light from Uncommon Stars" by Rika Aoki. And I mentioned it last time about the donut people from space. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I read it. It was fabulous, fabulous. So, if you want to hear about this one, go to the. Do you know what? The Asian recommendation. So I well. was like listening to the the edit of that, where I was like, oh, I'm probably going to listen to this back and think I really want to listen to that and put that in my... It's literally exactly what I did. I was like, I'm, I have no memory of us talking about that yeah. book until I listened to the edit. And I was like, oh shit, that book. And went and put it in my... It was, <laughs> I was in which list. It was so good. It, yeah, it was absolutely fabulous. So it follows... It's kind of hard to it's like go back and listen. To yeah, 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 yeah. You did a good. You did a good summary. It, it's you know it's sci-fi. It's yeah, music. A wormhole in a donut shop. Yeah, aliens. Yeah. So um, I don't think I mentioned this last time, but the the donut shop they have has a giant donut like yeah. on the top of the the shop, on top of the restaurant, and that is where they're building <laughs> the. Um, yeah, I love it. The Stargate. of like donut. Futurama for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> And I read Frankie in Love by David Yoon. And I remember saying, I recognise his name, I don't know why. It's because he's married to Nicola Yoon of Everything, Everything. Uh, I think she wrote The Sun is Also Star. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was really cute. It follows a guy, Frank Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just kind of him. I mean, to be honest, the book is basically him coming to terms with. And working out how to live with, like, he he's raised Asian-American. He has been born in America. But his parents still very much want him to, like, live the Korean life. You know, marry mm. a Korean girl, da-da-da. And it's just about, like, how... So there's a big group. His parents have a big group of 
there's a big group of parents. Yeah. And they meet up every now and then for dinner, and then him and all the kids are there yeah. as well. And they all came over together to America and started a new life. And he's like, but you came to America for us to have a better life, but you want, but you've kept your life just Korean focused. Yeah. Like they're in almost like a commu- Korean community. Yeah. He's like, and you want me to stay in that community, but. I'm in America. I've got in America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like he has an older sister who has been disowned by the family because she is engaged to a African American man. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of like it's just discussions, I guess, on how much of your culture keep not keep, how much you don't integrate or allow your children to integrate when yeah. you emigrate to another country, I guess. Yeah. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Must be yeah, very tricky to, yeah, yeah. How much to keep your heritage alive, or like having none as an English person? Yeah, I mean we have no heritage. Yeah, but, um, no cultural heritage. Um, we do, but it's just it's all based icky. on like <laughs> disgusting stuff. Yeah, it's icky. Yeah, so like, how much do you? Yeah, and obviously you don't want to lose your culture, presumably, but how much do you not? Especially with, I mean, I know... Or allow your children to integrate. English racial politics are crazy. But America, it's it's a lot more overt, and it must be so a difficult line to walk, I reckon. So I think books like that are really interesting. Yeah, so, like, at the beginning, he starts dating a girl Mm. at school who is white, so he can't introduce her to his family. Mm. But her family are, like, really embracing of him and stuff. Mm. And she is lovely... Like, he has a barbecue and invites all of his friends so that his mum can meet her, but not as a girlfriend. Yeah. And she really goes out of her way to try and make his mum like mm. him. I like her, but at the end of the day, his mum's like, you need to be with a good Korean girl. Yeah. yeah. It's just... Yeah. Yeah, it, it must be a real struggle for, like, situations like that. Mm. And then I read A Whole New World by Liz Braswell, which is the Twisted Tales, like the Disney Twisted yeah. Tales. So this is the Aladdin one. Mm-hmm. And it was, like what if because they all have like a little tagline so this was what if Jafar found the lamp instead of Aladdin it was interesting okay I got got to about halfway and it was a little bit of a drag I've got the whole series because of course I do so I am going to continue them each one follows a different Disney story it was quite interesting I enjoyed Aladdin yeah that was about it you know what I never at least I don't remember watching Aladdin as a kid I only watched it like as an adult I probably did watch it as a kid, but I just don't remember it. Yeah, I was trying to remember because I was like, I think I'm at this point where it's it's the same as it was in the Disney film, mm. and now it's starting to branch off. Okay, it? yeah, it was interesting. It was a lot more, I guess, political than I expected. But yeah, Aladdin could be interpreted as quite political. Though, yeah, like, yeah, if you were to read into it, yeah, you probably. <laughs> Yeah, so they were like the main ones I read, and then I read two indie author books. One I have a review of on my blog, which is called The Secrets That She Kept by Salem Miles. Mm-hmm. It's the first in a series. I think it's going to be a trilogy. It's a series. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's a, it was kind of gave me vibes of like, One of Us is Lying. Okay, like, yeah. So it's a schoolgirl who, high school girl whose best friend unalives herself mm-hmm. and she is left with the task of delivering letters that her best friend had written 
whilst also finding out that her best friend wasn't who she thought she was. And at the same time, she is dealing with a sexual assault that had happened prior to the book and she has PTSD from that. Okay, interesting. It was really good. It was very much... The author is 17, I think, and I really felt old reading it. Mm. Like, all the high school stuff, I was like, wait, is this what kids are like at school now? (laughs) Honestly, it's so different. I was like, I've never felt out of touch or old, but reading this book, I was like... What the hell? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? I off topic a little bit, but I saw there was this TikTok. So it was someone who's um, they were twenty five or twenty six, and they've gone back to college, and they chose to live in the dorms. And she's like, she's living with Gen Gen oh Zers, like eighteen year old so Gen Zers. Fun but crazy. And she's been doing. She, so she's been doing like things don't mean what they think you think they mean. So she's been doing like what emojis mean now oh, yeah. and like she's doing tiktoks with like the slang she's learning and stuff <laughs> and i was like i didn't realize i guess i mean yeah there's like a 10 year age gap you don't think it's such a big deal but it is which makes people who date younger so much Disgusting. in my mind yeah. because they what feel so common. young yeah yeah just like i was like i think i'm pretty down with the kids <laughs> but I don't know, like, I don't think I'm old for my age, not like no. my other half is. No, but... But I was just like... I mean, she, the author's 17, so it, was, it is appropriate. Yeah. Like, it's obviously correct terminology, and I was just like, wait, people really just like... I they're they're, they're schooling experience. Or whatever, yeah. Their schooling experience is just so different to ours as well. I know, like, I even said in my review, I was like, do fights just happen at school? Like, because it commonly it happened a lot in this book and I was like am I just so old that I don't remember that this and was there a were thing? fights at my yeah, school yeah I don't remember this not like not super serious fights because no. I didn't hang around that bit yeah yeah but I know there were serious fights and I was just like I did not remember this happening but that was because <laughs> she's so in the library <laughs> but you know we're talking 20 years ago for me yeah. like I've never Ew. felt old until yeah. reading this book so yeah that was that was my it was good. That was my takeaway from it, though. I've never felt old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I read a book called Sil- Silvana's Trial by Astrid V. J. It, it was just a novella. Okay. She has a whole series. It's a huge series. And this was like a little side novella. Mm. So I don't know if if I'd read the series. I read it as an arc. Okay. I don't know if I'd read the series, I would have known the characters. I don't okay. know, but it, it was it was fun for what it was. It was a short mm-hmm. thing. It was about these like it was like political kind of medieval times. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, and um, and it was it was kind of like you know, I'm not feeling your enthusiasm. No, yeah, it's really hard to explain. Okay. I did enjoy it. It's just really hard to explain. Okay. I didn't really enjoy the romance in it. Okay. Because there was an age difference. Mm. Which I mean, we, we all know I'm not a yeah. But give me a vampire book and I'm like, <laughs> it's completely yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the writing was good. I would like oh, yeah. to read more from the author. Okay. Have we, have we done yours? I've got a load of comic books, but we're not going to discuss them. All right. So you do yours now. <laughs> Sorry, I've been talking so long. That's okay. You have read so much more than me. I don't know how. Oh, I'll tell you what, I've been making myself go to bed and read. See, where I've been making myself go to bed... You've been going to bed. I've been falling asleep. Yeah. 
<laughs> basically trying to fix my sleeping habits and forcing myself to get like more sleep but not oversleeping so I've been keeping myself perilously in that that yeah. good gap has made me feel a lot worse <laughs> The first the first four days, I woke up on the fourth day, and I was like, I feel like I've been hit by a truck. Yeah, listen. Like, like all my energy is. But I'm coming back up now. (laughs) I've been really, really strict on myself on not doing the the self employed mistake of working all the time. So I've been like, look, I'm shutting off at this point. So it gets like eight o'clock. I shut off. Do my bedtime routine, I go to bed and read, and I'm like, that is it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, having, I'm struggling to switch off from work, where it's obviously in my bedroom. Yeah, that's the so problem I'm just, with I'm me, like, yeah. I'm just like, oh, if I just uh, just finish this thing, and then finishing this thing is now trickling over to, oh, I'll just do this quickly. Because my norm was working until like 11 mm. o'clock at night, which... Not good for you. And especially when my son wakes up at four or five yeah and wakes up during the night and yeah. i was just like i can't okay. yeah so i've been very strict and i've actually realized i've been more productive yeah because i know i'm gonna stop at this point so i'm like right get it done get it done yeah. get it done procrastination mm. is the enemy yeah so the fourth thing i've read which i haven't even finished <laughs> is the lady of the primordial tree by daniel a you've been struggling Mira. with this one it's you? i'm really i don't maybe it's just not for you i don't know why it's taking me a while to get through it there is nothing wrong with it because i got that for you yeah because i loved it and i found it yeah, i'm just not loving no. it the way you loved it and i did expect no. to love it and when i started because reading you knew it, I loved it when yeah. i started reading it and it was like setting up the world i was like oh this is good i don't i don't know I think if it's just not working, maybe it's just put not... it down if it's slumping you or whatever. I am so I'm like not even I'm less than hundred pages from the end, so I just need to finish it. Sort of, just go for a bath and I'll finish yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, like you're just not vibing on the characters like I was. No, and some of the dialogue doesn't feel very humany to me, and I don't know whether it's because I've been reading it in bits over such a long period now. But there's certain like plot twists that I'm I don't understand how they've happened and I don't understand where they've come from but I, I really don't I can't criticise the book because I don't know if that's me I don't know if it's because of the way I've been reading yeah, it cause I the rem- mood I've been I in I don't remember feeling these things but yeah. obviously some time has passed since I read it Yeah, but I do remember just really loving it because I wouldn't have got it for you mm. if I didn't really yeah, love it yeah <laughs> no I just yeah so mixed mix mm. feelings about it and like There's the next one's coming out soon I think but yeah like the love, the love story it did the build-up doesn't feel very buildy-uppy to me. Mm. But again, I think I think it's to do with how I've been reading it. Like a couple of pages every night over it, like a month. Yeah, perhaps, yeah. I don't think that's enough to... I think I read it in the weekend. I read it in the weekend. Not the weekend. Fault. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I loved it. I couldn't yeah. put it down. I lo- yeah. So then, the, and then for me, <laughs> so for Audible, I have downloaded and re-listened to all the Akatar. How are the audiobooks? Because I keep meaning to give them a try. I really like them. They're really, they've got the Feyre's voice. Narrator. I like it. Nesta's voice. They have a different narrator for Nesta's ah. book. And they, and it's it's Nesta's voice to me. Okay. Um, although that person then having to narrate Cassian is a bit... <laughs> is a little bit of a woman doing yeah. a deep voice. And a lot of the male characters don't really sound very different. Yeah. And like her to try to do Asriel's gravelly voice doesn't quite work. But... Apart from that, Azra doesn't speak much, so... 
We stand out real because he doesn't speak. <laughs> With, um, I, so, from having gone like, ah, you know, these are just TikTok books to you are clearly obsessed. I'm re- and I can acknowledge there's lots of things wrong with these books, and it's not always great writing. They're just like fun. They're like pure popcorn. They're, they're fun, and the imagery in them is good. And I don't know. And then I kind of fell down this like Pinterest rabbit hole of like memes about the books and like fan theories, and it's just sucked me in. Obviously, I've got my pillow. No, my heart. Am I, I am. Night Court pillow. So I've got a pillow that has like the the Night Court like insignia. Yeah. And then it's like a quote from the book to the stars who listen and the dreams are answered. And like, it's so like I understand I the issues of it. It's the same yeah. as like I can pick everything out that's a fault in Twilight. I still enjoy the Sometimes book. a book is just meant to be enjoyed. Um, <laughs> I try not to do much I could tell stuff on my TikTok because I don't want mm. that to be what I'm known for because mm. I do read a range of things and I know that the Akatar fans quite saturated be very Akatar yeah. uh, on I think kind of thing Yeah, but the odd few I've done have done so well I'm always tempted to do more like yeah mm. and like obviously because I was because TikTok listens to you and I've been on Pinterest looking at memes, I've talked to you about it, I've went down in the Audible books, listening to the Audible books, so then my TikTok got flooded with it, yeah. and I had to, I, I was enjoying it at first, I was like, no, well, this is too much. too much, so I had to yeah. filter it back out again. I was firmly in this like whole little bubble for a little while, and I was really enjoying it. The memes are just so funny as well, like, the court of bays and fields, that hashtag, if you just want to spend a few enjoyable minutes I mean you have yeah. to have read the books to get it a lot of it and like he put in the my Instagram story and I was like this is funny to no one but the ones who read the books and it's Rezand and the Bat Boys I mean no. I just I can't so I bought it I bought a necklace that's like a subtle nerdy necklace and yeah it's just taken over your life I've just been enjoying them yeah. the books the audiobooks are really nice I have to give it a try yeah I think yeah. I was going to read the Throne of Glass next, but I'm really just, I don't know why, I'm just not vibing on it. I have no mm. idea why. So I think I'll just see the Crescent City. No, I think Throne of Glass is on my list at the end of this ten that I'm trying to do. Uh, so you've got another ten at the end. Well, yeah, it's like yeah, nine kind of. whatever, but yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'll probably, I'm, I'm a bit sucked into the world, so I probably will enjoy that. I mean, it's, I mean, the, the, the words she says, like, the more I listen to the audiobooks, the more I find... Of these words like world whipped his head knees buckled uh growled all of that just snarled snarled no i wouldn't say she's a fabulous writer purred she does well I, with what she it i want to understand how reason like, purrs words so I have questions about the pairing. That doesn't sound sexy, actually. No. Fair. So, Frena Glass was obviously her first series. She started writing that at 16, so don't expect a, okay. a step up yeah. <laughs> on the writing. Yeah. I think that's what's putting me off, because I'm like, nothing the writing's going to be a step down in that series, because there's a difference between, like, The jump between Akatar first Akatar book and Akamath, which is the second yeah. book. And I'm thinking, if what her first series is going to yeah. be more aligned to Akatar. Yeah. So that's why I think I'm going to go for the Crescent City one because also because everyone keeps 
talk about how devastated mm. they were at the end of the second book, and I just kind of want to be there. Yeah, I'm seeing lots of obviously where I've been interacting with the memes to do with Akita, and then I'm getting lots of other books stuff and coming on. Ruin, or however you pronounce his name, Ruin, Ruin, the main character. Yeah. Apparently, if you're a huge Asriel stan, you'll love him, and that describes me. So, you know, I've got to read it. I mean, I've read I've read Tumblr smut with Asriel and that guy, and I'm like, well, I well, should just read the books. Apparently, by now, I? there is a a Tumblr blog that does the entire of Akamath from Reese's point of view as fan fiction. I've saved it on my that Pinterest board I put together for you. Oh yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> I need to send you the link. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's what I've been doing instead of reading, is I've They're forced you to listen the same to the books. universe, mm. aren't they? Which so, I um, in the Friend of Glass series, mm. they mention a High Lord and his pregnant mate, which is obviously... Yeah. I don't know what the crossover is in the Crescent City, because I want to read that soon, so I've not... Mm. But, yeah, anyway, I've been, I've become a total basic bitch. Um, I don't even know if I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fun. And, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's my... (laughs) Such a mixed bag. Reading and listening. We started off with plants. um, Women's Skullduggery. Yeah, women's rights, Skullduggery. And now we're back to after. Yeah. Circle of life. But then, um... (sighs) bunch of women at my work one of them was because they they i've sort of mentioned the podcast a few people work and the one of them was like have you read akita and i was like i re- read it very recently actually for the first time <sighs> Tell me more. and she was like finally <laughs> and the reason she's oh, been like no. hunting for someone to talk about these oh, books no. with and then so when we're, it's we're, exciting when you can sweep someone else well we we're at this team social, and then basically other women in the room overheard us talking about them. So then we had this little circle of women who were like babbling about Akita. Oh my god! And it was supposed so to be—it was supposed to be a social like mixer for the new people, and we were just completely ignoring the new people. She talked about Akita. Us like, and then one of the um, the guys came over, and he was like, "I have no idea what you're talking about. Can someone explain it to me?" And they were like. We volunteer Tony because <laughs> she has a book podcast. She can explain. You should have been like, just download this episode, like the one where you go in, where we just have a half an hour discussion. On. And I was like, okay. So I was like, I'll explain the world premise. And I was like, so I explained the kind of the premise of the world and like the kind of plot lines. Mm. And I was like, but however, that is not probably why we enjoy the book so much. And he was like, why do you guys enjoy the book so much? And I was like, do we tell him? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was like, tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him. So anyway, yeah, and it was just watching this guy from uh, the the um, finance department go flame red, being like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's so funny because, like, I think sometimes men are shocked that um, mm. women read. Oh my god, it's like that one in Friends where he's like, yeah, she's reading porn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, and then all of them have been tell- telling them to go and read High Mountain Courts. Like, if you like Akita, you're going to like this. Because yes. it's actually just better written. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's it. it. That's what we've been reading the last few months. Oh we've my been god, that's so ages. long. <laughs> we'll probably have to cut a lot of this out. Wait, you're not going to hear the first 20 minute rant anyway. But... We'll do that as a separate. Let's keep that as a separate. Oh, you know what? Or this could just be like you've had lots of short podcast. episodes yeah. lately. You can have a long one. Yeah, we were we were energetic and everything in this one. So okay, enjoy it. Next episode is going to be our fortieth episode, and as usual oh, for the tens, we do something silly and fun. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. So we're going to do uh, like a snog, marry, kill, but for book nerds. I'm excited. Or snog, marry, avoid, depends. Mm. And the uh, would you rather as well, book nerd edition. That sounds fun as well. Okay. So please go and subscribe to us wherever you listen to us, please. Like us, rate us, review us, follow us. Speak to you next week. Love you as a friend. Bye. Love you as more than a friend. <laughs>